Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What is poppin'? My microphone is falling off. Let's make sure this stays on. It's Thursday, September 12th, 2019. Thursday Night Football Week 2 starts tonight. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon, as always, right across from me. What it do, baby? Third episode of the week, final episode of the week. We have some uh, content coming at you on Friday. Don't remember what it is, but be aware there's an article coming. Uh, we have our breakdown of Week 2 mm. today. The rest of week two, we did half of week two yesterday. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the last eight matchups of the week, including Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. Um, and we're also going to give you our starts and sits of the week. Before we get into the news, let's go over the pleasantries, I guess. Okay. How you doing, boss? <laughs> he says, okay, <laughs> how you doing, boss? Check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell for notifications on YouTube and leave a comment down below. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. What are you doing smirking at your phone right now? I'm trying to work out, you know, at Fantasy Football. It's all about doing trades and waivers and starts and sits, okay? I'm just working on um, potential deals. That's all I'll say. And now you're smirking at your phone. So, Of course I'm blocking your trades. <laughs> Do not steal David Montgomery from me. I'm not. It's like, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not. Don't worry. Uh, let's move into the news. Quincy Anunua will miss the remainder of the season with a neck injury. This only makes uh, the Jamison Crowder pickup slash having Robbie Anderson on your team a little bit more pleasing. Not that Jamison Crowder was going to get more no. targets, but... He wasn't. If, imagine if he averaged 17 targets a game. Oh, Lord. How many freaking targets is that? That's like 17 times 16. Mother of God. 272 targets. <laughs> The league leader was like 176 last year. Wow. <laughs> that pace cannot be kept up. Just so you or know. can it? Or can it? Uh, speaking Wednesday, Coach Sean McDermott said Frank Gore remains the Bills starter. Um, no. Wow. Who would have who guessed? He literally Wait, said the same thing. We need a segment for Frank Gore like <laughs> with a sword slicing like a dragon, and then the dragon is like young, talented running backs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he said the same thing last week, and uh, Devin Singletary got the first nap of the game, which you know re- means you're the starter of, of the game. And then uh, he also got seventy percent of the workload. So yeah, no one's uh, no one's no one's being fooled there, Sean McDermott, including the team you're facing. Albert Wilson calf injury did not practice Wednesday. Um, keep an eye on Albert Wilson if you are uh, truther and you start him anywhere in your lineup, which I would not recommend. Antonio Brown. Uh, at the end of uh, yesterday's show, we got news of Antonio Brown and his uh, legal situation. Yeah. Uh, and so there has not been any kind of impending situation for Antonio Brown in terms of 
suspension or being on the commissioner's exempt list. He practiced Wednesday. Everyone released statements. This is a weird situation because yeah. nothing has happened yet. So that must mean that the NFL has something or somebody has something that would I'm scared. point in the direction that Antonio Brown didn't do anything. But like even you sent a video to us in our league group chat last night that Antonio Brown was in a DM chat like a couple weeks ago with some lady trying like supposedly I guess the the trainer's friend. Yeah. I guess it's her friend and then was trying to get the cheddar. Yeah, I guess she knows her and she was DMing Antonio Brown like, yeah. "Oh, I have video of her saying that it's all just for money and it's not actually real and stuff." Yeah. And saying I can prove it. But I mean, that's just a video on Twitter, so. Yeah. Um it should be interesting the fact we'll that see they how have it plays it, out. We'll see how it plays out. Uh we might even get news as this show is going on. Um but coach Matt Nagy said Trey Burton is day to day. Keep an eye on that situation. Um, AJ Green is out of his walking boot and ran on a treadmill. John Rosser, John Roth Truthers just took a major L. And we'll take a dub again when AJ Green eventually gets hurt Truth. after his first game. You know what I just realized? So somebody in our league bought Marquise Brown for forty dollars of a waiver 45. budget. Forty five dollars of yes. waiver budget. Uh, not only did somebody do that but he also told me the day before that he claimed $45 on John Ross and $45 on Marquise Brown he didn't tell me the number he just told me he had the equal amount on both players and he he didn't want both of them so he just tied them to one player to drop so that whoever he ended up getting is the guy he would get so that means somebody paid more for John Ross <laughs> well unless his if if his top priority was oh and it was a tie yeah that uh, would go to so that's like over but. overspending but AJ Green <laughs> ran on a treadmill today um, Sterling Shepard is uh, concussed and is not practicing right now I keep an eye on that situation Coach Zach Taylor said Joe Mixon remains day to day as well Jordan Reed is still after like three weeks in concussion protocol. <laughs> Uh, Chargers, this is sad news. Chargers tight end Hunter Henry suffered a tibia uh, plateau fracture in his left knee. Dude gets hurt all the time. Initially, it was reported that he was going to be placed on season-ending IR, um, and now it's it's being reported that he's out for four to six weeks. I doubt that this injury is going to be done in six weeks. Or even four. (laughs) Very strongly. Yeah, or even four, but I very strongly doubt. Yeah, he's probably out. He's he's probably out at least like 10 weeks. I'm not a doctor, but that that doesn't sound like something that you come back from in six weeks. I'm not a doctor, but is a good sign for Chargers fan listening to this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kiki Kuti returned to practice Wednesday. He was inactive on, um, was it Monday night's game? Uh, Co- Cowboys coach Jason Garrett said the team will be mindful of how little practice time Ezekiel Elliott had this summer. I read the whole thing, and they basically said that there's a possibility it could be like a 60 to 65 45 35 split with Tony Pollard. All Zeke all Zeke owners. Yeah, are very angry at Jason Garrett. I'm not really a huge fan of Jason Garrett. Chargers coach <laughs> Anthony Lynn said he's absolutely concerned about Mike Williams uh, week 2 availability. He is concerned. He is concerned. Yeah. Now, without Hunter Henry, Mike Williams becomes a great value, but if Hunt, if Mike Williams is not in the game, if Mike Keenan Williams, Allen's is about to get like 50 If points. Mike Williams, Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon all don't play, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen will combine for about 30 targets. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, I also wanted to note, this is actually not 
in our notes, but you just brought up Melvin Gordon. It has been so quiet on Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, that's very sad for me since he's on my team. <laughs> like, there's not even good reports or bad reports coming out. There's just nothing, which means that there's nothing to report, which means that he's probably not coming back for, like, eight weeks. Yeah, which is um, bad. That's all the news we have for you. Let's move into our week two matchups, part two. Um, we'll start off with the Seahawks. The Seahawks at the Steelers. Okay. They are at 1 o'clock. And it's a forty-five and a half point over/under, I believe. As that's of, uh, as of that's kind of low, actually. I think forty-six and a half. I forgive me. Okay, still kind of low. I think that people are reacting to the. Um, I mean, Vegas's numbers are more informed than most, but I think people are reacting to how Pittsburgh played against New England and if their mm-hmm. offense is bad. And we all know that you know the Seahawks like to run the football like nobody's business. That's true, um, but. It should be interesting to see how that kind of turns out. Russell Wilson, would you start him against Pittsburgh? Um, yeah, I would. I don't think he's going to be a top five option this week, but I think he'll be a top ten option. Yeah, if you're if you're in a league that is deeper at the quarterback position, um, I would definitely start him. Uh, I have a league where there's like seven to eight bench spots. So there's literally no one left on the waiver <laughs> wire. So if you own him and you oh, don't yeah. like your matchup, then I would start him. I think it just de- it depends on who else you have. Yeah, like where would you – I mean, I know we haven't looked. We're done this would yet, you, but who, who would you – where would you rank Russell Wilson among quarterbacks this week? This week? Yeah. I don't know. Probably I have like, I have rankings. I don't remember where I yeah where I ranked him. I was gonna say, would you start him over Matt Ryan? Not this week, no. Not Matt Ryan's facing Minnesota. Matt Ryan is facing. Oh, Philly. I'm Philly, sorry. Yeah. Forgive me. I was reading the wrong numbers. Would you start him over uh, Kyler Murray? Yes. Okay. Would you start him over Aaron Rodgers? He's facing Minnesota this week. I actually would. Yeah. Would you start him over Drew Brees? Yes. Would you start? You would start. I would start him over James Winston. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I would pretty much start him over everyone except for Mahomes, Watson, Rogers, uh, Ryan, Wentz. Would you start him over Mayfield? Mayfield facing the Jets. After last week, yeah, probably. Hmm. I, I don't. That's close though. A lot of people are giving up on Mayfield. I'm not giving quickly. up on him, but he has to play good for yeah. me to be like. If if I have an option like Russell Wilson on my team, right? If if I've invested Mayfield in Mayfield, like he's the only guy, then yeah, of course. I mean, I have to ride with him, but right. I am a little cautious after week one. I think he'll still be fine, right? But again, if I have an option like Wilson, I'll just go with Russell Wilson for this short time being, right? Uh, so last week we saw six attempts go to Rashad Penny. Uh, he is not even right. close to a. When do you get to the point where you realize that Chris Carson is the main starter here and Rashad Penny's the I mean, backup and you so drop Carson, Penny? Carson had 15 carries to Penny six. Yeah. So it's clear Carson's a starter, but it's not like it's 20 to four. Is he worth to me? No, he's not worth Ross. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there, what you're there's the, well, what I was going to ask is there's two. I don't know if we talk about the Denver Broncos on this episode, but, uh, Rashad Penny and Royce Freeman, to me, are the not clear... Well, Royce Freeman actually got a little more work on Monday Night Football than we anticipated, but yes. Rashad Penny is the clear backup to Chris Carson, so yes. for me, it's like, I'm not telling you... like If you were on the waiver wire this week and you desperately needed somebody to drop, 
I would probably drop Penny. And yeah, I, you don't want to give up on a player too fast, but with him being the clear number two guy, it's hard to. In, in, yeah, early on, like late July and stuff, I was high on Penny because I kind of thought it would be a little bit more of a slip. But as the years played on, now week one has gone by. Right. I'm down on Penny. I don't think I. I I think Chris Carson is clearly the guy that they want to go with now. Now Lockett continues to be Tyler Lockett, man. He continues to be the most efficient wide receiver in the NFL, and uh, he got one reception, what one target for one reception for forty-four yards, and it happened to be a touchdown. He had one ball. That is like the f- that is like the fakest finish in fantasy football that I've ever seen. Is so it many fake people are going to Tyler Lockett? No, it's not. It's literally <laughs> like how long can this continue? I heard somebody say his whole career apparently. They apparently uh, apparently. I heard somebody say this. They're like Tyler Lockett, oh, everyone questions his efficiency and how long can he actually stay good? And then they were just like maybe it's just Russell Wilson's efficiency and how well he throws the ball to <laughs> Yeah. I just don't to get Tyler it. Lockett. I don't get it. Maybe Tyler Lockett's open on every play, but Russell Wilson secretly hates him. So, so he only throws it to him like once or twice. Yeah. But he scores. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know if I would start Lockett this week. Just it, it is don't, uh, I wouldn't want to start a guy. It, it's like a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, I want to start Lockett, I want to start Lockett. It's similar to a situation, and I don't know. If we I don't know if we talk about this later, but it's a similar situation to Corey Davis. Like, why would you start Corey Davis? I mean, and he's like the second option probably on on in, on, in Tennessee, but he had no targets. Yeah, he had one target. Tyler Lockett had one target. So why would you start a guy that had one target? Because that one target ends up being a forty-yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was gonna say. No, I, I mean, it's I, like the equivalent of saying, I "Oh, I think Corey Davis is gonna be good this week. I'm just gonna start him because I wouldn't want to start Tyler Lockett this week, even though he does have a right. relatively decent matchup, um, just because of that one target. But like, it again, it's similar to a lot of situations that we right. go through and look at guys. It really depends who else is on your team, right? Like Tyler Lockett, I don't think is going to be a wr1 this week and i don't think he's <laughs> gonna be he'll probably be like a low-end WR it just surprises me how little receiver like how many how little receiving options they have on their team yet how well how many times did wilson even throw the ball i don't know that's a I'm great gonna look question that he had it doesn't even tell me on this um uh, app but mm-hmm. he had uh four receptions to dk metcalf and one reception to lock it is yeah that doesn't see. seem like he threw the ball a lot then yeah, he had twenty uh, pass attempts. Yeah, no, that's so. <laughs> and he completed fourteen of them. They gave him like the bag, and then Chris Carson had six receptions. Yep. So he he, he actually looked so more, sixteen of the he fourteen. Looked, he he looked bad <laughs> on the ground. Fifteen for forty six. Like he didn't look that great on the ground. It's like yeah. three point six yards to carry or something like that. In the passing game. So, but in the passing game, they utilized him so. Um, that's one thing I will say. Last week, when you saw Chris Carson play, you saw him get 21 half PPR fantasy points. And a lot of people freaked out and panicked. But I think it was an insane amount of work in the passing game that got him to the point where he was at 21, uh, 21 fantasy points. Yeah. Because if you take away the receiving metrics, he only hits like, you know, 10 or 11. So mm-hmm. obviously the receptions boosted it and helped him up in terms of his performance. So I would just, I like to look at mirages with players and figure out, okay, he had the workload, yes, but like how many, you know, like what happened in the game to kind of make him score 21 fantasy points. You know what I mean? Right. Like last year, I was wrong about this one, but 
uh, first game for Saquon Barkley, he looked like trash. It was like 2.7 yards a carry, like absolute guard. And then one play runs it for 60 yards and a touchdown. And he got 16 fantasy points that game or something like that. Yeah. And he ended up looking really good. And obviously, you know what happened with, with Saquon Barkley last year. But it's just like. I get your point, though. Yeah. Just don't always look in between the, the statistics instead of just saying, oh, yeah, 21 fantasy points. I'm going to start him this week. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all we have for the Seahawks at least um, Big Ben going up against the Seattle Seahawks defense and pass rush it's another difficult perform uh, difficult game for him yeah I'm not starting Big Ben yeah don't start Big Ben he might be uh, if you're if he's on your waiver wire don't pick him up yeah uh-huh. he's gonna be better I think than last week but yeah not worth the start um, James Connor is a must start stick with him uh, one interesting note that I wanted to, ha- to talk about with the Steelers and the Seahawks is the fact that I mean uh, with the Steelers is that James Connor had 47% of the workload and I believe Jalen Samuels had 39% of the workload. So, um weird it's weird how That's all that worked out, but But Connor did have like 10 carries to Jalen Samuels too, right? Yeah, Jalen Samuels was used on so, passing downs, which is not good for Connor at all. No. Um Juju just keep an eye on that. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh I think he's a must start. He's your number one wide receiver. Yep. Don't bench him until you know he sucks. There are going to be people who are going to be like, do I start Juju? He had a bad week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't bench Juju. Um, keep an eye on Moncrief, Washington. should be interesting to see how they distribute that. I think Moncrief had three receptions and Washington had two. Moncrief had three receptions for seven yards. Mon- uh, Washington had two receptions for f- 51 yards. Oh. <laughs> so I uh, think Washington will probably be the better of the two options, but I'm not starting either. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers at the Bengals at 1 o'clock, 45 point over under. Um, I don't know. This should be an interesting game. Yeah. It's kind of a low over under. What, what was the over under? 45. 49ers, Bengals. I mean, I guess both offenses completely freaking below. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was going to say, well, that's a bad over under. I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. The 49ers aren't good at football. Yeah. <laughs> I, the offense was so bad last week for Jimmy Garoppolo. I really wanted to make Garoppolo my start the week last week. Oh too. boy, but yeah, you were you're still like sweating over Garoppolo. I know. I like Garoppolo. I think he's like a he's he's a game managing winning quarterback similar to Nick Foles. But I just don't like everyone wants him to be this like fantasy relevant quarterback. He's, he's just not. Maybe if you gave him like a star receiver or something, but. With Marquise Goodwin, holding on to hope. Debo Samuel, probably not. Um, um, yeah, d- Matt Breida is a start this week, I think. Yeah, against Cincinnati, and with, with no uh, um, Tevin with Coleman no, out. No Tevin Coleman. Yeah, especially in PPR settings because he's going to get the ball in the passing game, and he's going to get. He had 15 carries last week. I could see him doing the same thing, getting 15 carries, and then getting a, like four or five catches in the passing game as well. Yeah. Um, do not start Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> as much as Dante, I, want to. I was gonna just say Dante Pettis. Uh, he had I think it was two targets and one reception in the game. He didn't play the full game though. No, he didn't play the full game. He, but it's um, not even just that he came out. Have you not heard like the stuff around him during camp? No, I have. I know that yeah, he has had to earn his job. That is a little concerning. Yeah, no, it, nothing from Pettis has been, has sounded good, but I know. This past week, he was. I'm, I want to say he was injured. Kyle Shanahan commented on it, 
Um, I don't want know what the exact comment was. Uh, I want to pull it up real quick. So give me a minute to find that. Yeah, um, George Kittle is a is obviously a start. He had eight receptions, fifty four yards. You're probably thinking uh, in a half PPR setting, he had um, nine fantasy points. So I would say stick with George Kittle. Don't panic. Uh, you're in a standard league. You probably had five. So it's like don't panic on George Kittle. Um, start him this week. See what happens. He's got a good matchup against Cincinnati. Um, I, I just, I don't think even anybody owns Marquise Goodwin. Um, Debo Samuel did look good, but it's going to it'd be interesting the, to see how that the goes. The quote for Pettis was uh, from Kyle Shanahan. And he said he just got clear to come back on Monday, so he was a little behind the eight ball on that. He said hopefully he'll work off that and continue to earn some more time out there. So The fact that he had as good a season as he did last year and as much talent as he did and he's not getting any time is... Like the 49ers are playing too many games and they can't afford to continue to lose. <laughs> like <laughs> They won, bro. No, I know they won. I'm just saying they got lucky and now they yeah. think they're the crap. No, I know. So, other, so, you, so Brady's a start and George Kittle's obviously a start. Is that it for 49ers? You know, yeah, I'm not starting, starting anyone yeah. else. And then for um, the Bengals, uh, if Joe Mixon does not play, is Bernard a start? I would say in half PPR and PPR, yes. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yes. I, I yes. talked about this before on our waiver show, though. If Joe Mixon doesn't play, I would pick up Giovanni Bernard. But, like, I think Joe Mixon. Play, Joe Mixon. What, Joe Mixon? Yeah. Yeah, Joe Mixon can't. He had trouble running behind a bad offensive line and he's the more talented of the two backs. So what makes you think that Giovanni Bernard's going to go in and Oh, I don't. But if you give Bernard 14 carries and he only gets like 35 to 4, he gets like 14 carries and 40 yards or 15 carries and 40 yards. Okay. You add the 40 yards to what he's going to do in the passing game too. It's not worth a and start. And a potential touchdown, I it, think it is. And in a half in a half PPR PPR it is, not in a standard. I I don't think it's worth it. Um Tyler Boyd Eight reception, sixty yards last game. Uh, he's a must start for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Against the Forty ers yeah. I, I would say he's definitely a start too. What about John Ross? No. Well, uh, yes. I would say yes too. Yeah, I would start him. Uh, for as if long you as picked AJ up Green John Ross, out, I talked about this before. If you picked up John Ross, as long as AJ Green is out, he should probably start um, for the time being. If you have Tyler Boyd and John Ross, don't start him. The thing about this offense is that it's very similar to Sean McVay's, so you're going to see Tyler Boyd and John Ross come into this right. game. Right, he does like to use, and multiple, he's going to utilize like multiple, multiple receivers. wide receivers. Yeah. So, um, and Tyler Eifert, five receptions, twenty-seven yards, not a start. Just keep no. him, keep him away from your starting lineup. He actually did better than I thought though with the five catches, yeah. but he really did. Um, the next game, Vikings at Packers, forty-four point over under. Um, the Vikings. This will be a defensive battle, actually. I think. Yeah, a little bit of a defensive battle. It, it is concerning for the Packers because they come off a week where they face maybe the best defense in the NFL to yeah. face maybe the second best defense in the NFL. Um, so guys like Aaron Jones, guys like Devonte Adams, you know, I mean, Geronimo Allison didn't even Here's didn't even get a start. I didn't even get a target, did he? No, in the last so. game. But guys like that are going to go into the game, and they're going to have a. I, I think they're not going to have as much trouble as they no. did against Chicago. But I still think it's going to be a tough match. I don't think they're scoring thirty though either. 
I think it's better than it was Chicago because I think the Vikings defense isn't as good as Chicago and it's in Green Bay. Right. But, I mean, as of right now, there's an 85% chance it's going to rain. So that's not looking good for passing game-wise. Um, and I don't think, you know, the Vikings defense is still very good. I don't see Green Bay scoring like 30-plus either. Right. So I still would be cautious. I mean, Devontae Adams... Is a must start no matter what. Still, he I don't right. I don't think he's gonna get five fantasy points again in half PPR. No, Devontae um, Adams is the only like have to start must start. Yeah, um, Rogers is a guy that you feel like you have to I would start, start. But I would actually start Rogers, and but if you have a solid backup quarterback who's on a good matchup, like right. if you had a Russell Wilson on your team as well. I'd probably start Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers, but all right. Like I don't think he's going to be top five quarterback this week. I'm just going to list ECR quarterbacks behind Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Would you start Mayfield over Rodgers? No. Would you start Ryan over Rodgers? Yes. Would you start Wentz over Wentz over Rodgers? Carson Wentz against Atlanta. Yes. It's Cam tough. Newton over Rodgers. No. Night. Wilson over Rodgers. Yes. Goff over Rodgers. Who's Goff playing? The Saints? New Orleans, yeah. Uh, no. Winston, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it gets more difficult from there on. But so I have, uh, you, you I have got like him around like 7 to 10. Yeah. Like in that range. 7 yeah. to 9 for quarterbacks this week. Uh, it, it, it's tough. He has two bad matchups to start this season. Yeah, and so if you have uh, do you know who they're playing team? the following week? Who? Denver. Yeah, but Good honestly, Lord. Denver's it's not literally good either, the first five weeks in the season. Better. First five weeks in the season: Chicago week one, Minnesota week two, Denver week three, Dallas week five. They even have Philly, who's not a bad defense either, in week four. Yeah, that's insane. No easy matchups. Like where did they had like one of the worst seasons last year, and they still ended up with this extremely difficult schedule? Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's hard for me to start up. Like Rodgers has not shown. Since like early last, since yeah, like early last season, that he is the same quarterback. Other than that he the last been. game of the season, last uh, other than the, the last game where he scored like four week sixteen, whatever it was. But do you think Aaron Rodgers really quickly? Do you think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is becoming like matchup dependent, similar to Jared Goff? Or Ooh. I don't think he's at Jared Goff's level. Yeah, but where Goff no. just pees his <laughs> pants against but the he's, opponents on the road. He's not. Where he was like three years ago. Yeah, like he was, he was a must start every single week. Where he was like Mahomes or Watson right. level. I don't think he's... The concerning part is that if you spent a sixth or seventh round pick on Aaron Rodgers, then it's like you drafted him as like a top five quarterback. If you drafted him as a top five quarterback, you should probably he's, be he's starting He was drafted him. as like a top three quarterback. For See, most, that's... Most leagues. But now that you want... Now that you saw... Like we even said kind of last week when we were talking about them against Chicago, we were like... If you can steer clear of this, yeah, we did say Bears game. Yeah. Try to do it, and now you're doing you're doing the same thing against the Vikings. It's like, yeah, I mean, when do you, again, when do you start thinking is it is he matchup dependent? Because I I'm starting to think he is. Is what did he do? 13 fantasy points last week. It was like 13 and a 15, four point touchdown. It it's it's getting harder and harder for me to see Aaron Rodgers as a weekly start. That is a hot take that somebody on our YouTube is just gonna roast me about. Yeah. I think so. I'm not quite at that level yet, but I'm not far away from you either. Right. Like I think Rodgers is close to being. Like if he goes out this week and he completely destroys the Vikings, then yeah, I think he'll have like I think he'll get like 
around 20 fantasy points. But I don't think he's going to like light it up. Like I don't think he's going to have a 30-point fantasy right. week. But I think he'll do better than what he did in week one, but right. still not where you want him to be Right. if you drafted him that high. I think one thing for me to watch in this particular game is is how Aaron Jones performs because if you that are is an be Aaron, really important. if you are an Aaron Jones like owner you're you're you're, you're panicking a little you're bit. panicking a little bit cuz Jones had a really bad week one i think the panic and i talked about this this week the panic for around Jones in terms of his workload should not be there you should be okay with his 15 whatever touches he had um, I think if he had not come off the field for a drive because he was hurt, he probably would have gotten the touches carries, that yeah. Williams got, and he would have been fine. So I think Jones's workload is not a concern. His efficiency is a concern, and one of the best run defenses in the NFL, probably the best run defense in the NFL, is who he faced last week. It's very, doesn't very get, difficult. Doesn't get easier, it doesn't Devontae get easier. Freeman had two fantasy points and a half PPR against the Vikings. This is a game, if you're looking on the schedule as a non as a Aaron Jones, all right. We'll start with as an Aaron Jones owner. Okay. Do you start Jones this week? If I have a better option, I don't. Okay. I was gonna say, and then if you're not a Jones owner, you watch. Oh, I'm watching. Aaron Jones collapse, <laughs> and then you go trade it for him. I know. You you literally go to the team and you, that has him and say, hey, you want to do a deal because I, he has the Packers and Aaron Jones specifically have the hardest schedule for running backs and so yeah and this first five weeks is the hardest section um be aware though not it's it's 14 weeks too early to start thinking about your fantasy championship but uh if and obviously things can change like guys can get hurt and all that stuff but the last two games your playoff weeks 15 16 aaron jones plays once again minnesota and um uh, Minnesota Chicago? and Chicago again. Ooh, so your playoffs would basically be destroyed by Aaron Jones. Now, if Aaron Jones gets on a roll of twenty point game, maybe, twenty point game, play, he Bears might be able to Vikings produce. Are a different team in week fifteen. Week 15, yeah, I so. just you just never know what's going to happen. But you keep an eye on that because I don't think if the Bears and the Vikings haven't changed defensively in a whole year, then nothing tells me that they're going to be any different anyway. Um, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins was – this is an extremely concerning point if you are any owner. Like, if you're a Thaleen owner, if you're a Diggs owner, if you're a Rudolph owner, not if you're a Cook owner. You, you these start, <laughs> start Delvin Cook. Yeah. Kirk Cousins threw 10 passes last week. They That's went run heavy. So, Delvin Cook is a must start. Like, start him. He, oh, yeah. He's a – I mean – To me, this year – the amount that they're going to give him the ball if he stays healthy, he's a top three back. Easy. Top three? Yes. I, I 100% believe Woo! that. Week one, he had 21. He had 21 attempts, 111 yards, and two touchdowns in week top one. Top three, though? Yeah. Okay. We'll see this week because if he scores 25 I love again. Cook. Yeah. You know I love Dalvin Cook, but top three? Like, he showed me in that first game. Like, there was there was questions with injury, and then there was questions with efficiency for me when I was thinking about drafting him he in the second round. He was fantastic in week one. He I was fantastic. So, like, I heard people t- saying this take before the season started, that he was going to be a top five back, possibly top three, and I was like, that's a hot take. That's a little hot. And then when I saw him in that preseason game in week three – and when I saw him on Sunday, he just looks. He does look fantastic. He looks on another level. He looks. He looks like a top five back. That's fair. 
So I, if if works, but my concern at the, my only concern at this point is Dalvin Cook staying on the field, you know, and not right. getting hurt. If he does get hurt, but then obviously again, you're you screwed. can say that about every player. But if he does get hurt, Alexander Madison becomes a must grab in all yeah. formats. <laughs> Because they're going probably to, he literally is going to get the same exact work. He had nine attempts too, so it wasn't like he didn't yeah. get work either. Uh, anyway, my love for Dalvin Cook is over. Uh, would you? Uh, the The Green Bay Packers seem to have a much improved defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Kirk Cousins is only going to throw ten balls, so I wouldn't start Kirk Cousins. But I don't think they're going to throw. Ten balls a game. I think it was just no. They're not going to last game. That. They went up twenty-one nothing, and it the was game just, was over. The game was after over. The- First quarter, yeah. Uh, they just they blew the team out and they started running the ball the whole game. Yeah, that, that's kind of where the clock. So I wouldn't moment. be concerned about the amount Kirk Cousins throws. I think you could see twenty five passes realistically. Okay, yeah. Um, especially against Green Bay because if if Aaron Rodgers is having a good day, then they're going to have to keep pace with that. They right, can't exactly. keep giving yeah, the ball yeah. to Dalvin Cook the entire time and hope they keep pace with you know high flying. I don't even know if that's what you want to call it for Green Bay, but anyway. Right, but if Aaron Rodgers yeah. has a very good game, they're going to have to keep up with it. Right. So um, it's it's Kirk Cousins, man. He's he was good, and then he was bad, and then he was good, and then he was bad. Yeah. Now it's like if he doesn't get the work, I yeah. <laughs> I I like Kirk Cousins still, but yeah. After watching Week One, it's like oh, he's not going to throw the ball a lot this year. Uh, let's talk about the Chiefs. And the Raiders over under 53 points. How many go to the Chiefs and how many go to the Raiders? 50 go to the Chiefs. Three and a half. All right. The Raiders are not the Raiders of last year. All right. Just back the truck up. They are better than last year. Yes. Yes. They go from four wins or whatever to six wins. All right. (laughs) (laughs) They're 1-0 right now in the AFC West. Good division yeah. battle. My God, if the Raiders win this game, I will rip my pants off. If the Ra- okay, if the Raiders if the Raiders win, then I'm I'm on board. Okay, um, but they gotta win. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs side is a must start. Of course, 378 yards, three touchdowns last game. He was uh, absolutely spectacular as normal. Um, I would say Damian Williams is a start in this game. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and then Sammy Watkins in replace of Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think he's a start. I'm curious to see if the nine one ninety eight and three touchdowns thing happens again. Yeah, that probably won't. Not <laughs> Literally, again. all of like two hundred yards of Patrick Mahomes three hundred and seventy eight. That's that's wild. And, and three all- touchdowns of Patrick Mahomes three touchdowns all went to Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> uh, and then Travis Kelsey didn't have the best week. He uh, should have had so- a touchdown, but you know Mahomes, <laughs> no look to the first row i'll basically say this if you own a starter in the chiefs offense you start start them uh as far as the raiders are concerned is there anybody in this game that you are rolling on the ground about (laughs) i I mean i wouldn't josh jacobs is obviously a starter. yeah i mean you start josh jacobs um what about tyrell williams six receptions 105 touchdown i don't start him this week probably you don't start him this week I'd hold off. If he has it another was, good week, though, I'm yeah for it, sure. But I was gonna say it was clear that he is the number one receiver. He is, yeah. Same um, with uh, Darren Waller. I don't start him this week. If but. you were a Hunter Renfro truther, I don't know many of those, but continue. there were a lot of people on Twitter that were in love with Hunter Renfro. There's a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Um, Darren Waller is a must start this week. Um, if if you own two tight ends and one is better than Darren Waller, he's ranked higher than start the guy over that, but. 
if you own Darren Waller and you're sitting there on your looking at your waiver wire going, oh, who am I going to start a tight end? Start Darren Waller. Um, start Darren Waller this week? Yeah. Against Kansas City's defense, yeah. I don't know, boss. Name a linebacker. <laughs> okay, start Darren Waller. <laughs> also, uh, there is an interesting statistic I saw, I saw the other day. Um, Darren Waller played a majority of his snaps when he was running routes at the tight end position from the slot. Um, the slot receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs last week gave up seven catches on eight targets. So uh, Darren Waller should be in your mm. starting lineups this week. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next game. Saints at Rams 53, another 53 point over under Sunday at four. It's going to be the game of the week right here. Yeah, dude. Um, Drew Brees, would you start him against the Rams defense? I actually wouldn't. Okay. Not this week. Not not in L.A. Right. Uh, I would say Kamara obviously must start. Yep. Uh, Latavius Murray had six attempts, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara had 13 attempts, 97 yards um, in the game against Houston, uh, which is basically what they did with Mark Ingram. Yeah. And uh, That's concerning. Not if you. I mean, if you're an Alvin, if you're if you're an Alvin Kamara owner, he's going to be a top three running back regardless. So I'm not concerned about. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Actually. I'm just saying if you if you if you have Latavius Murray on your team, you're it's feeling just, good about the it's 43 just something yards that, like, touchdown. One of the reasons I was so high on Kamara was because I was kind of hoping now that Ingram's gone, he was going to be the guy. Yeah, but they clearly want two running backs on that team. It's not really a split. He is getting more work no, than he did. But with it's Kamara. like Chris Carson and. I just don't think they want to give Mark Ingram as much work as they did the first four games of last year. Like, I think last year they were like... Kamara? Yeah, Kamara. Yeah. Um, I don't think they want to give him... Like, the first four games of last year, they literally gave him all of the work offensively just because of the fact that he was... Right, uh, the only guy. He was the only guy there, and they didn't bring anybody to replace him. Now they have their replacement in Latavius Murray. So, I would... If you're an owner of Latavius Murray, I'm not starting him this week, but I would hold on to him and and make sure... see, See where things go. Uh, Michael Thomas must start. Jared Cook was very disappointing in his outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, a lot of people, including myself, kind of thought Jared Cook. I didn't rank Jared Cook, Jared Cook pretty very high, but well, I think we had Jared Cook on our stardom list last week. Yeah, and he did not deliver. So no, major, dis- I'm not starting. Him yeah, don't week. start Jared Cook. Um, not he's until starting he to. I, I don't know if that's the week one. You know, because that was probably the Saints Texans game was probably the probably the most. That looked like an NFL game. Everything else this oh, weekend yeah. looked like a garbage can. <laughs> like you either were really good, like the Chiefs in Baltimore and New England, or you were just atrocious, like Miami. Yeah, like pretty I, much. Yeah. So uh, I would say Goff is a start this week against the Saints defense. He's at home. Yep. This is what we talk about when you talk We've about been talking stacking about this since June with Jared Goff. When you when you talk about what they call a QBBC quarterback by committee, that is not for real life football. That is for fantasy football only. When you go quarterback by committee, Jared Goff should be on that list. Like if you yeah. want to go back and forth between guys, Jared Goff should be stacked with another quarterback, and you should find a, a guy who is decent on a week to week basis. So when Goff is not on the field, or when Goff is playing on the road. Uh, he's not an absolute garbage can and hurts your team. He had 186, one touchdown, and one interception in the last game on the road. So, And this week you're going to see Jared Goff come in and he's going to throw 300 yards and three touchdowns again because that's <laughs> what Goff does for some reason. Um, Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown. I don't know Uh-oh. if we talked about that this week. Snapshare was 70% in favor of Todd Gurley. Normal. 
Right? I mean, before he got like 81%, so it was like a 10% decrease. Kind of what you expected. Malcolm Brown just kind of took over the work at the goal line, which yep. Gurley doesn't. And the carries were almost even, 14 to 11. But he looked good. I mean, Gurley was 14 oh, for 97. when Gurley was out he there, was he, looked, he looked like Todd Gurley. If Gurley had gotten the red zone, the two red zone carries that Malcolm Brown scored on, he would have had a 20-plus point game, and everyone would have been like, like oh, Why wasn't fun. he a first-round pick? And yeah, all that stuff. Um, I, If I'm a girly owner, I'm not concerned. I think as the season goes along, they'll start to give him a little more work. But I think they're just taking it easy early in the season and grinding it out until they get to the point where they I actually need him to play. I think it's going to kind of be like this all year, but he he's... Like Malcolm Brown's not going to get the red zone. I think it was also rushes. game script because it came to a point where Gurley was like running the football, but then they got in the red zone and they noticed that Brown was running better in the red zone than Gurley was. So they just started giving it to Brown in the red zone, and that's just kind of yeah. how it worked out. I don't know if that's going to be a concern. I don't know if anybody that owns Daryl Henderson and they drafted him. Some <laughs> teams drafted in like early August and they drafted Daryl Henderson being like he's the number two. This week proves exactly what I told you people is that Daryl Henderson is not the number two running back on that team. It's Malcolm Brown. It's Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I mean. He looked awful in the preseason too. Like when I watched the games, Daryl Henderson, he looked bad. He did not look good at all. He, if he can't win against backups, what makes you think he can win against starters? No. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, of the let's play let's play Rams roulette dun, dun, for the dun, week. Dun. <laughs> throw a target. Uh, throw your dart at one target. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, or Cooper Cup. I think who the you start bet is Robert. You Woods. have all three, and you can only start one. <laughs> what a terrible fantasy team you have. <laughs> Sorry if somebody has okay. all, th- uh, all three. I, I'd go uh, Robert Woods. Chris. Is there any world where you I mean, could have drafted all three? That's the real yes, question. actually. Yeah, uh, um, I would say Robert Woods. I'd go, I'd kind of have the same order as it was last week. I'd go Woods, Cup, Cooks. Although in a game like this, primetime matchup, you could see Cooks, who had a very bad week last week, but rebound and, and yes, have a decent week. Yeah, yeah. I would say Robert Woods just because he got a majority of the target share. Um, Cup is easing his way back in, but he got seven receptions. It it just goes to show you this is this is exactly what my concern was is that Brandon Cooks always ends as a wide receiver too for some reason but yeah he is a streaking receiver on the outside he's a good route runner but he doesn't do what Robert Woods and Cooper Cup do um and so he's not going to get targeted 10 11 times He's going to get targeted like five or six times. He's probably pulling three or four balls, but every once in a while, one He'll will get go like for like yard yeah, touchdown, 60 right? yard touchdown pass. And, and all of a sudden, you're, you're having a good fantasy week. And that a lot of times happened more often than not with Cooks in the last couple of years. He had two receptions for 39 yards and no touchdowns. And so I think there's boom potential at home for Cooks, and I think there's bust potential I think, on the road. Honestly, for Cooks. If, like, and I've been down on Cooks. He was one of my busts all year. Mm-hmm. But. If he's going to have a good week, I think this could be one of the weeks to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our next matchup. Bears at Broncos. 40-point over-under. Lowest scoring game of the week projected. Uh, that is gross. Not surprising. That honestly. is so What is it? What was gross. it in 40, you said? 40 points. Yeah. Um, would you bet the over? I would probably... No, <laughs> I don't even know. I probably um, would just because it's so it's so low. So Trubisky, it's like David Montgomery, me. and uh, the entire Bears offense kind of didn't perform well, with the no, exception of Allen Robinson. Yep, did not perform well last week. 
Trubisky's got to be better. Um, he's got to be better through like in every level of the game in order to even think about in the NFL as a quarterback that wants to win, he's got to be better. But yep. in your for your fantasy team, that is not somebody you want to start. Um, so a lot of people truth on Trubisky coming into the year. He's a boomer bust guy. Good matchup, start him. Bad matchup, sit him. Um, if you own Trubisky for some weird reason, you're holding out hope. Do not start him this week at you're, Denver. You're in Denver. In just, Denver. Oh boy. Like that. Yeah, I would. So, I would be afraid of that. David Montgomery, your guy. You start him this week? No. I would start Tariq Cohen though. Yes. Well, if you're in a PPR, because they're gonna pass it. I would. What about standard league? Standard, no. But if you're in PPR, half PPR? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because last week he came down with, I think it was like 13 fantasy points in a half PPR format. And he didn't have a single carry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> David Montgomery is going to be, this is what's going to happen. You're, <laughs> don't, the, if you didn't, if you do not, if you do not study snap percentages and, and, and like the amount of they use David Montgomery, I would not start Monty this week. Stay away from starting him. Your favorite player in the My league. F- I love you, Dave Montgomery. You're gonna, th- you have to play the long game. At some point this season, David Montgomery will be the lead back in this offense. He'll get 70%. Just be patient with Just it. be patient with it. And you, don't jump the gun and start him. Six for 18. He had seven touches for, like I think it was like 50 yards or something like that, 40 yards. Yeah. He had the one big, like, 30 yard catch. Bro. Right. But it's like just just play the long game with Monty. Don't start him this week. You probably have better options. Um with like we've talked about it before with running backs. Opportunity plus efficiency equals production, right? Mm-hmm. The opportunity is not there right now for David Montgomery. So if the opportunity is not there, he's not startable. Until you see that switch and I'll let you know next week <laughs> if the switch has been hit. Like, it's not worth the risk. I'm right. not saying don't start Monty because he's going to have a bad game. I'm saying don't start Monty because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how the Bears are going to use him. Right. It's like, it's like uncertainty breeds losses you in fantasy football. Do you start Allen Robinson? I actually really like Allen Robinson. I'm, I'm, I'm more curious to see how Allen Robinson and Trey Burton coexist because last week Allen Robinson was the target. Him and Tariq Cohen were the targets. Correct. Allen Robinson now has Trey Burton and Tariq Cohen to compete with. Do they target him 13 times again? No, I don't think so. I really like Allen Robinson, and he's like some of the catches. He's very good. Some of those catches in the Thursday night football game were he's just very impressive. Spectacular. One, yeah. yeah, they were very impressive. But is this what we're? Is this what we can expect? I don't. I wouldn't start him in week two with another tough matchup and just seeing how he coexists with everybody. Mm-hmm. But. I do agree with you that I do like Robinson. Yeah. And I think in the long run, he'll actually probably be a WR2. So. Yeah. Um, as far as Burton is concerned, he does have a relatively decent matchup against the Broncos. If there's one thing the Broncos defense struggles with, it's against tight ends for some reason. Um, last week, Waller, Darren Waller, eight reception, uh, seven receptions for 70 yards. Didn't catch a touchdown, but didn't really need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I like Trey Burton. I think he's a good start this week. I would if you have other options, I would like be a little cautious with him because he is hurt. Keep an eye on the inactive list, and you know I, if he doesn't play again this week, I you know obviously don't start. Right. <laughs> People are gonna be like, you. I set my lineups on Thursday when I listened to your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Always be aware. Um, Joe Flacco, trash bag. 
Um, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman split the work. 11, 11 carries for Lindsay. He did get a little bit more work than Freeman in the passing game, but it was basically 11 attempts for, for Lindsay, 10 attempts for Freeman. Freeman looked more efficient on the ground attempts. 10 mm-hmm. attempts for uh, 56 yards, and Philip Lindsay had 11 for 43. So um, this is this is what you're going to look like all season. If yep. you if you started Philip Lindsay last week, he burned you. This is what you're going to get. I'm not starting Royce Freeman. I'm not starting Philip Lindsay. Stay away from that situation until somebody gets resolved. Gets <laughs> somebody <laughs> works it out. Yeah. Um, Cortland Sutton, seven receptions, 120 yards. Very good game. Very good game. Do you expect an increase in? Not an increase, but do you expect this to happen again, or is this no. just like a flash? <laughs> I don't know if it's a flash because I like we, we liked Court and Sutton. Through I the, did, throughout the yeah. Offseason. I think he's a good vertical threat, and he's kind of a the receiver that Joe Flacco likes. Um, this week against the Bears, though, I'm not I'm not starting him at all. Right. Same with Emmanuel Sanders. Right. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't start anybody. I'm not starting a single Bears player. <laughs> I mean Broncos player. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, let's move on to our next game: Eagles at Falcons Sunday. 8 o'clock, 50 point over under. Mm. That's a good game. I think it might be over. I think it's going to be high scoring. Over? High scoring game, yeah. You like that. The Falcons 13 point offense over here. I do, actually. Well, everybody hates them. Yeah. That's the perfect time to like them. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz had 313 yards, three touchdowns. Wentz is back. MVP form. You love him. I love Carson okay. Wentz. I like him, too. Uh yeah yeah you'd be very good week last week Atlanta Falcons for every year they don't build the defense so <laughs> <laughs> they're, it, <it's laughs> they just funny. like they're just like oh we got to do defense uh, never mind uh, they draft a few guys it's like me on Madden just... I trade my entire defense for offensive players yeah <laughs> <laughs> they always simulate defense and play on the offense yep yeah exactly that's, that's the Falcons <laughs> I mean even though <laughs> it's the Falcons. supposedly they were supposed to get better this year on defense because. The draft and they added a few pieces, but week one didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Carson Wentz is a start, right? Yeah, easily. I would say easily. Um, <clears throat> is Deshaun Jackson a start? Your guy again, another your guy. It's you loved him all year. Eight receptions, 154 yards, targeted a lot. I don't think he scores another touchdown in this game, but I think it's reasonable that he gets. Seven catches and like ninety yards. I don't want to project anything, but I think he's a startable option in your flex. I don't. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him as your wide receiver too, unless you you're desperate. <laughs> that desperate. Um, I would rather have Elshon Jeffrey than than Deshaun Jackson starting in the lineup. But, okay. Um, and Zach Ertz must start. Don't Obviously. worry about the bad game. Um, and Falcons, mm. honestly, like. Matt Ryan. You just passed over Miles Sanders entirely. Sorry, you were just like, so screw you, Miles Sanders. <laughs> the truthers were burned. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like it's it's Miles Sanders' backfield at this point, um, but we'll see as as the season goes along. Uh, I don't start Miles Sanders. Don't start Jordan Howard. No. What were you going to say on the, the Atlanta Falcons? You were, Every, just, like, you were just like Miles Sanders. You blow. And everybody is down on the Falcons right now. They scored 12, fan, they scored yeah. 12 total points. They had... One trash time touchdown, so it was really just like one score for them the entire game. Right. I think they're going to bounce back this week. Um, they are at home, right? Yes, they are at home. I think it's in Atlanta's atmosphere. They cannot have the game that they had right. this past week. I don't know if they're going to go off and score like 40 points or anything like that, but I do think they'll get high 20s, low 30s. If Vegas 
is saying that it's going to be a 54 uh, a 50 I said 54 50 point a 50 point over under then I would say that it's a safe bet that it's going to be a 50 point over yes over under um so for that reason I like Matt Ryan this week I like Devontae Freeman there'll be a week. lot of points to be scored in this game and I like Julio Jones this week yep um what about Calvin Ridley for a flex maybe okay but not at your WRT. And then Hoop, there it is. He's going I would, in. I would start Hooper this week, too, if you have a... Yeah. If you're weak at tight end. If anybody doesn't know what end. that means. Hoop, there it is. <laughs> Hoop, there it is. <laughs> so I do... I like the Falcons this week. Um, Hoop, there Devontae is. Freeman is the only Every one time that I'm scores. like... Oh. Hoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Freeman had two points last week. Yeah, he was bad. I don't know if he's going to... Like, I think... It, if the Falcons get three touchdowns this game, it's probably going to all be through the air. Yeah, most likely. yeah. I, I like, mean, I don't know how. This is a game that you have to watch because if you yes, ha- if you drafted important. Freeman in the third round, you got to start him. Like if I, Freeman has a good game, then he's back. Yeah, Devontae he's Freeman. back. But if he has another game where he gets like like forty or fifty yards, no touchdowns, like he's approaching like right. You're panicking on him. Territory. Uh, Browns at Jets, forty-five point over under Monday Night Football. Baker Mayfield back in action. He was he was doing good. He was he was being what Baker was last year. Two hundred and eighty five yards, one touchdown. They were losing and they were putting a lot of it on Baker, but Baker looked good and they got to the fourth quarter and, and he threw three wah, picks. Wah. Yeah. Um so his stat line, two eighty five, one touchdown and three interceptions. Um I think the hype was I think they're a good football team. I think they're yes. like they're, they don't they don't they suck. I just think that they were saddled with all this hype. Now, did did uh, for some reason I didn't not expect this to happen. Like going into this first game, everyone there was an analyst on NFL Network that said this team was going to go undefeated. Oh gosh! Yeah, like the hype was way too real. I was like, something's going to happen in the first four weeks of the season. They're just going to get beat around a little bit, and then they're going to be like, okay, we need to, <laughs> we're a good football team. Well, they're either There's, gonna they're either gonna do that or go the other way. I don't think so because there's far too much talent in this offense I agree. I know, to I agree not with be that. good. They, You're starting quarterbacks, Nick Chubb. You're starting wide receivers. You are Odell. You said quarterback, Nick Chubb. I said running back. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I could have sworn you said quarterback. Uh, starting running back, Nick Chubb. Starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoko. Like the, your offense is too high-powered to not do something. I think it was just a bad week. They came out. They <sighs> Baker did have a lot of reps in the preseason, though. He was pummeled into the ground. That offensive line blows. Yeah, does that get better, though? Like, does that change? <laughs> no, but I don't think it's going to, like, catapult them down into a six-win season. You no, know what no, I mean? no, like, no. And I don't think it's going to make them a bad offense. Like, guys like Odell Beckham, guys that you drafted in the top five. Like, how many years has Odell Beckham had a bad quarterback and a bad offensive line? For, like, forever. Oh, his, like, whole career. Yeah, so it's like, he's going to be fine. Yeah. I think guys like Jarvis Landry probably going to take a hit. David Njoku did have a good week last week. I don't... Four receptions, 37 yards. He's not going to do that again. The David Njoker owner is probably like, yes, 10 points. And then they slide him in their lineup for next week, and they're like, "Yeah, let's go." And then he gets like three fantasy points. I mean, he crap. could be he could be the red zone option. He could be the red zone option, but I just the thing is, is that he's not going to get a lot. of You yards have to go on probabilities. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, he's not going to catch sixteen touchdowns. I mean, he might, but yeah. <laughs> it's unlikely. Probably you not. have Odell there, so um, if you have Baker, 
against the Jets, I would sit him for a week and and watch. Okay. See so see what happens. Him. Even though, uh, you know what? I don't even know if I want to sit him. Like he's such a con- conundrum. Right I would now. I would probably. S- he's like he's similar to Rogers where. Yeah. If you have a better option, I would sit Mayfield just for this but week. But it's not. It's I not overall a, agree with you. I think it's Mayfield not a bad matchup against the Jets. No, I mean, yeah, the the Jets have an improved defense. Like I don't know if you watched the game, right. but uh, their new linebacker C.J. Mosley, yeah, who came over from uh, the Ravens. The Jets' defense is better, but they gave up a lot of points last week. Yeah. Oh uh, well, sixteen points. Oh, sixteen. Yeah. I'm sorry. They and Jamal Adams I was thinking is a of another beast game. safety. He's one of the best safeties in football. So yeah, no, the Jets defense. They have is a they lot have players. They have a lot of good players on defense. Um, this is Monday it's, Night it's, Football, though. It's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, likes the spotlight. No, I agree. I think again, if you have a better option, <laughs> go, go with, with the, the better, better option. option. <laughs> but I'm not selling Mayfield yet. Like I think he'll be. Fine. It's going to be one of those. I think he'll have a better week than he start, did last week. Start this guy over May. Start this guy over Mayfield, right? He's he's like a start him set him question type guy. Yeah, it's going to be like start this guy over Mayfield, and then that guy plays Sunday has a bad game, and then you're like, oh god. No, I need Mayfield to be good. Yeah, because uh, I started him, or that guy goes off. But uh, yeah, Nick Chubb, obvious start. Odell Beckham, obvious, obvious start. start. I think if you have David and Joku, you probably got to slide him in for this week, unless you somehow ended up with David and Joku and Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews or David and Joku? Asking uh, for, for David and Joku. Oh, uh, really? Mark Andrews. I'd say Mark Andrews. Yeah, I would say Mark Andrews. But better matchup. Uh, Darnold. 175, one touchdown. It looks like the same freaking guy from last year. Yeah. Kind of pissed off about that. It, again, I don't know if you, <laughs> you watch you watched like too, every like, game this week, but did you watch the Bills-Jets one? Because yeah. I don't blame you if you yeah. didn't. But <laughs> Yeah, I did okay, watch that. Okay, so you saw how bad the Jets' <laughs> offensive line was. Yeah, like, they were... On every play that yeah. Darnold went back to throw, he was mm-hmm. getting pressured. Like Oh, he was getting crushed. Yeah, he... So that uh, it was similar to the Browns, actually, where he just had right. no time to throw the ball. Um, so yeah, I could see, well, I think he will improve statistically though than he did last year because his interceptions, I think he threw like 15 interceptions last year. I don't, I don't think he'll do that again this year, but maybe like, like I think he had 16 TDs Mm -hmm. or something like that. I could see like 20 to 25 touchdowns and like 10 interceptions. I think he'll be a lot better this year. Um, I, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, third year breakout type of thing. I don't, I don't know that this year yeah. is going to be the year. He'll be a lot better this year, trust me. Uh, and for some reason, Adam Gase coached teams the first year always. Uh, for some reason, go nine and seven. Um, Le'Veon Bell, obviously, must start. Seventeen carries, sixty yards. He had a bunch of catches as well. Yeah, he was utilized a lot in that offense. Was. I was surprised when we're going into the season. The reason why I marked Bell as a bust. Adam Gase offense is because well a Adam Gase offense, but b it was the fact that the Raiders, uh, the Raiders, wow, the Pittsburgh Steelers gave him the ball almost four hundred times. Yeah, in the seasons that he was the number one running back in fantasy football, and I thought he might reach maybe three hundred, but that was going to be it. Right now, he's like kind of on pace for three hundred and fifty touches this year, and if he does that, he's a top five running back. Like. And that sounds yeah. that sounds crazy to say, but I or just he's top he's top ten. At after least. four weeks, ask me what I think Le'Veon Bell's going to do because yeah. I can have that'll give me more of a clear. I like Le'Veon Bell this week, honestly. Um, Jamison Jamison Crowder, keep your eye on Jamison Crowder. Love Jamison. Don't Crowder. start him this week. Seventeen, unfortunately, targets. 
Don't start him this week. Keep him on your bench. If you're in a see, PPR league? It, see, you're you're starting him with the anticipation that he's going to get 14 targets, but I don't want to pick a guy up off the waiver wire and start him immediately unless he's John it's Ross. John, no, I was uh, say John Ross. Um, unless he's John Ross. But I don't want to start Jamison Crowder immediately because that might have just been a, I need a safety blanket, this defense is really good guy, and then he gets like four targets next week. Like You just don't know what Jamison Crowder no, is. No, that's, that's fair. Um but I don't think he's that he's gonna get four targets though. Like I could, I think yeah. he'll get like about ten targets a week. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I just don't want to. I want to see it. Wait and see. It's a wait and yeah, see. Yeah, no, I agree. Fantasy football that. for me is always about wait and see. And um, sacrifice one week to see if the guy's actually <laughs> decent. Yeah, Browns. Browns have some good cornerbacks too. They, they held Corey Davis to zero catches despite getting blown out. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move into our starts and sits of the week. We'll go through this uh, relatively quickly. Um, my start of the week at the quarterback position is Jared Goff versus the New Orleans Saints. We talked about this earlier. Jared Goff at home. Yes. He has Sean McVay talking in his ear. He's always way better. And the Saints defense is, is, is decent. Middle of the mm-hmm. pack, but not great. They're much so, better at home, too. They're much better and at Sean home. And Sean Watson torched him last week. Bro. So... Jared Goff going into this week. I know it sounds like crazy after the game that Jared Goff had, and it's it's gross. And you're going to sit there and you're going to put him in your starting lineup. You're going to be like, yeah. "Why?" I think Jared Goff is going to have a really good week against the Saints this week at home. That's my reasoning because he only does well at home for some reason. Yeah, and for me, my start at quarterback is Lamar Jackson. He had a fantastic week in Week One. He only played yeah. in the first half pretty much. And you know, even if you're not entirely sold on Lamar Jackson, right? He's got another great matchup in week two against the Cardinals. It's not yeah. as good as Miami because Miami is just <laughs> terrible. But the Cardinals had a bottom five defense last year. If you needed a second, uh, the first four weeks of the season are for Lamar are pretty easy. But yes. if you needed a uh, an easy game following up your big performance, it's this, this, yeah. Yeah, the Arizona. And it's at home again. So, I mean, I love Lamar Jackson once again this week. I don't yep. know if he's going to get 30 points. You can't points, keep putting but... him on your start list. <laughs> Dude, when you have matchups like these, yeah, you can. Um, my starting running back of the week is Damian Williams versus Oakland. There's going to be a lot of passing. Tri- uh, Tyreek Hill is not in the offense. Yes, that does affect Sammy Watkins. Yes, that does affect Travis Kelsey. But I think it also means that Damian Williams is going to get more targets through the air. We could you you can expect probably fifteen to twenty fantasy points from Damian Williams this week. I think they'll utilize the the, the running back in the passing game a lot. Damian Williams is one of my busts, but against Oakland, when you don't have Tyreek Hill, solid matchup is it's it's a good Especially it's a good in the past situation. Week. So start start Damian Williams. Um, my start this week is somebody who I'm actually haven't been high on lately. It's Carry On Johnson. Um, I think Carry On Carry On Johnson is an easy matchup last week, boss. I know he did, but he's, he so he's going up against the Chargers, and you think that he pooped himself. Pretty yeah, I do. Listen, he's on my team right now, but I still won, so it doesn't matter. Um, it's like I want to watch him on Sunday. <laughs> I do. That's the you only can watch him regardless. Here's I had, why. I'll no. tell you this. I had before you before you say why. I had like five tabs open for my bench. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um, I was like watching. The reason I my say is start carrying on Johnson. There's a lot of panic from carrying on Johnson fans. Yep, and carrying on Johnson owners, including right. myself, uh, <laughs> where he didn't have. CJ the Anderson type of game one that you wanted him to against a bad defense. Yep. But don't panic and don't sit him because 
he is against the Chargers this week. That is a solid defense. However, last right. week Marlon Mack had 174 yards and a touchdown wow. against the Chargers. Carry on Johnson if he's going to be carry on Johnson. This is a big. This week is the for week. Him. Yeah, if, if he has two he, bad weeks in a row to start the season, yeah. it's you know it's legitimate concerns. But I think yeah. he's not going to do that again nope. this week. But I would start him. Don't panic. Don't sit him. Start carry yeah. on Johnson. Uh, start of the week at wide receiver, Robert Woods for me against okay. New Orleans. I keep going with these Saints guys. Um, <laughs> I think Robert Woods. He's the main receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Cooper Cup is still easing you mean, his uh, way. Rams. You said New Orleans. <sighs> it's because I have Saints I keep... written on my sheet. That's <laughs> it's okay for the Rams. Uh, he is the he's the main receiver for the Rams. Ty, uh <sighs> Wow, Cooper Cup <laughs> is is easing his way back into it. He had yes, seven receptions yeah. last week, but he wasn't targeted as much as Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks is basically uh, non-existent as far as targets are concerned. He will get targeted in this game, of course. But I think that out of the wide receivers for the New Orleans, uh, for the Los Angeles Rams, there it is again. Uh, you have to go with Robert Woods. Yeah, I mean he's that guy that got the most targets. It makes a lot of sense for I me. I just spoke Robert Woods into existence to New Orleans. You did. <laughs> Watch next year. He's going to be saying. Um, for me, my start of the week at receiver is Sammy Watkins, similar to why you said Damian Williams. Yeah. Um, with Tyree Killout, he's the number one receiver on that team. He had nine catches for 198 yards and three touchdowns last week. I don't see that happening. Yeah. But against the Raiders, it's a relatively easy matchup for him to continue playing well. Right. He's still going to get a decent amount of targets. So I would start Sammy Watkins because I think Mahomes will still be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will score a lot. My start of the week at tight end is Trey Burton against Denver. If you have Trey Burton, he was hurt last week. Hopefully he's in. Hopefully he's ready to go. I would start Trey Burton against Denver. Um, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. That's why he's got start. he's got a good matchup. No, he does. He, he, Broncos have a good defense, but they tend to struggle against. Tight I don't know. Tight earlier. ends are so unpredictable. I know they kind of are. I got Darren Waller right last week, I believe. So there's that. All right. Well, take, just follow take, my tight end of the yeah. week, Trey Burton. For me, it's Austin Hooper. Um, what's interesting Hooper, about Hooper? They got a very solid Hooper, matchup against the Eagles, who Hooper, got torched by Vernon Davis last week. Another Hooper, tight end. I know you love saying that, bro. <laughs> I'm going to just keep keep talking, though. <laughs> Austin Hooper, this week, they used mm-hmm. him a lot in motion. He led the team in receptions. Julio Jones had six, but Austin Hooper had nine for 77 yards. Wow. If he had a touchdown last week, we would have been talking about Austin Hooper in the same breath as Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson and these tight ends that kind of are at the bottom Hawkinson. that were like ranked like 10 to 15 yeah. and ended up having top three finishes at tight end. So he was really good last week. And I think the Falcons' offense as a whole is going to have a bounce-back week. Yeah. So I could see Hooper having another good week, so I'd start Austin Hooper. We are over time, so we're going to give you our sit, just one sit. You have to choose okay. one. One sit of right. the week. I'm gonna. Can I just say the four and then just not give reason? Sure, I'll do the same. Okay. Whatever you want. Quarterback Kyler Murray, don't start him. Running back Aaron Jones, don't start him. Yes, I know Aaron Jones. Will Fuller, don't start him. And O.J. Howard, don't start him. I'll say uh, I'm going to start him because he's playing national TV and I want to watch. <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> oh man, I'll say sit Drew Brees against the Rams. Okay. I'll say sit Philip Lindsay against Chicago. Yep. I'll say sit Kenny Galladay against the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. And Jimmy Graham against Minnesota. All right. 
Sit Jimmy Graham. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll say that now and he's gonna get three touchdowns <laughs> yeah he'll straight get three touchdowns uh thank you for listening to this episode of the fantasy champions podcast don't forget to check out our website at the lots of content articles materials opinions to help form your opinion for mm-hmm. week two see you next week see you next tuesday fantasy champs peace out thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.